Blessed are you when people hate you, exclude you, insult you, denounce your name as evil on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice and leap for joy on that day because your reward will be great in heaven. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for their ancestors treated the false prophets that way. I want to comment today these words that are uh, strong, are radical, cannot be watered down, cannot be excused. These are strong words. Where are we in our path to sanctity? How much do we place in our hearts the approval of others as the center, as our treasures? How much do we, in specific moments, when we know what is right and just, we see it, we detect it, we are attuned to it, and we decide to step back because it would be too much to bear for us the insults, the hatred, the exclusion of others. We cannot justify as pastoral, as charitable love toward others, what in reality is our own fear, what in reality is our own decision to choose something else instead of God as our own fulfillment. Rejoice and leap for joy on that day. Christ tells us that in renouncing their um, immediate praise of others, in going through the painful experience of exclusion, of hatred, and of persecution, we may already experience and taste joy and peace. This clears the air from uh, a temptation included in this blessing, in this commandment, in this statement that there is no happiness without going through the narrow door. It's a statement of God. We delude ourselves if we think that we may attain happiness and fulfillment without being excluded or hatred or persecuted. But we also clear the way from this temptation of victimism and self-pitying. We self-pity ourselves, we victimize ourselves when we see that always the other one beside me is wrong and I am right. 
when we always detect the evil in others without clearly knowing what is the one inside us, what we are liable to. When we have that attitude, we, we develop a habit, a vice, in which somehow and strangely, we chew the sadness of ourselves. We kind of like the taste of tears. We like to say, poor me. We can identify this in the fact that when we talk, always our words are filled with complaints. This is not prophecy. The prophet, going through real persecution, real hatred, real exclusions, and so real tears, the prophet is filled with a peace that is the anticipation of heaven. It's unexplainable why someone who is rejected in the name of God stands filled with peace. A peace that generates questions and invitations to the kingdom of God to many and may also increase the rage of the persecutions of others because it's unexplainable and um, it's not possible to control that peace. That peace is free. It slips through the seas of power. That peace is that true freedom. And that's why even in the experience of martyrs and prophets, the rage went hard against that peace. But again, free of victimism, free of self-pitying, This expression of freedom comes from the perception that that evil that I denounce has been in me and I have been freed. I have been freed. I have been freed of the compelling necessity of it and I have been freed of the power that had on me. And that's why I clearly detecting when it's real, and at the same time, I'm capable, like Christ, I can become capable, like Christ, to detect the beauty of the lilies of the field as expression of the love of God while going to Jerusalem to die. They are not two different steps. Christ was filled with peace on the cross. Christ was filled with love on the cross, lacking any sort of bitterness and resentment. We can gain this if we keep in mind the reward. The reward of heaven. The anticipation of the joy here comes because there is heaven. And heaven is real. The church 
accompanied this uh, reading of the gospel with the second reading of St. Paul saying, if Christ is truly risen, how you do not believe that you rise? We may believe that Christ is risen, but do we live our days knowing that we are going there, planning the way we live our life according to that? Is this the goal of our lives, to be with Christ forever in the, companies of all, in the company of all the saints? Woe to you. Christ accompanies the blessing with these woes, not as a threat, but as a statement. Heaven is, can become inaccessible if we decide so. If we decide the pleasure of the praise of others instead of standing for what is right and just and standing for God, May Christ accompany us. May Christ be the center of our hearts, the sole treasure of our own hearts. And in this way, we will be capable to stand amidst hatred and rejection for him, with him, and in him.